Welcome to episode number 67. It's Fonger News of the Student Manager. And once again, I am remote. We're doing the Fonger Four, and we're on the third episode with the legend. I think now we're up to 1,165 wins, which is 91% winning percentages, more games won in the history of California. Gary McKnight, what's up, coach? Just doing my... Just finished practice and getting ready for a couple games this weekend. Yeah, we've got Pacifica Christian. But by the time this podcast drops, it will have already played out. Yeah, we should have about seven more games in. All right. So, obviously, let's tee it up. I've told you. I've known you for a while. And I wanted you to as a guest because we're here to help high school students. And we're here to help the parents with the college search and admission process. And you have seen a lot in your years here at Modern Day. I think we've talked over... 100 D1 players. Yes, sir. I've been very fortunate. I've been blessed with a lot of really good players. And even before we get into that, I mean, you, you do the calculation and you've seen a lot come and go. And we're going to get into a topic that I really want to talk about is the transfer portal, too, because that, to me, I would love to hear your take and feedback on that. But what is one thing that you've seen that you can give advice to for a high school parent or just a normal student because you have five kids yourself that have gone through this process you got to be realistic you know all your kids aren't going to duke and north carolina and ucla they may play division three basketball division two and a lot of them look at that as a disgrace like they've let themselves down Division two and Division three basketball is very tough. There, there are some good players out there, and there's a lot of good players. And a lot of kids will go try to go Division one, and end up playing Division two or three because they want to play. You know, and the competition at, at the, that highest level, those coaches are out to save their jobs and to uh, to win. And there is no pampering of kids. It's you're talking salaries. You're talking people that. Are doing it for a living and uh, you know I think you got to be realistic when you in your recruiting worlds um, right now there's something like 2200 kids in the portal and um, there's only 1200 spots in the nation for scholarships and there's a lot of kids that keep saying they're gonna go out you know or they're gonna go NBA or do this right. and that and, and and they're kidding themselves there's only like 35 40 spots every year at max maybe less and uh, there's so many of them will be playing in uh, D leagues or different leagues and never, you know, enjoy the college life in four years. And how about just enjoying high school for four years? Exactly. I mean, we'll get right into this because one of your players, just former players, entered in the transfer portal. And now he's going to Texas. But and we're talking about Devin Askew, who would have been a senior this year. Right. So, Gary. <laughs> If they're not good enough to play, right, at certain colleges, what makes them think they're going to get to a transfer portal and go play at a different college? Well, you know, if you're if you're going to Kentucky, usually their guys that come back are pretty darn good players. They probably can go to a lot of local colleges or other colleges. Um, but in some cases, no. You know, I, I they're kidding themselves. You know, why not go to college and enjoy four years? Get your education instead of maybe make a little bit of money playing in a D league or something, and have an education for life. You know it, they need to be realistic. And so the, 
you you have parents. You deal with parents all the time. Probably the, your favorite your your favorite thing. It to happens. Do. It happens. <laughs> but so, what advice? Because what coaching do you give to the parents or even players that are making decisions on this process? Well, you try to give them ideas and input, but unfortunately, there's too many people in their ears telling them how great their kid is and that they'll make them better. Just pay me money and I'll work them out and I'll tell you how good your kid is, you know, instead of really making the kid a better player. You know, high school coaches, I don't have any incentive to move on to uh, coach college or pros, and I'm just trying to make them the best player possible. Where a lot of these, you know, all-star groups and what have you, they got their hand out, they're trying to make money, and they're gonna tell you how great your kid is. And when it comes down to it, hey, I can help your kid get a scholarship, I can do this, I can do that, and then they can't. Right. You know, and uh, some of these parents get, you know, pulled in and uh, where you know, I try to be very blunt, honest with them. And sometimes that hurts me because I am honest with them. Well, you got to give the cold, hard, brutal facts. But do you think part of that has to do with just this environment? I mean, look, we're at modern day and I think it's a low mid-major, right? I mean, it's it's almost run like a college university, but their parents thinking they're getting more out of And it doesn't even need to be a student athlete I have friends that have kids right and they're going through that whole process of the college and I think I don't know I'm gonna say the word it's entitled or soft yes you know and you know I, I think the one thing we try to do here um, which I've tried to develop in the 30 this is my 39th year here is that not only we play at a high level but we play at a high national level level where a lot of people might be hesitant to go somewhere and get beat. My my feeling is if you're on TV, win or lose, you're a winner because there's a reason, you know, you know, you know it, the more you can get exposure for the kids, the better off you are. But, um, you know, I, I, that's always been my philosophy as far as, you know, trying to help the kids out and play at a high level. But, again, I've got guys that, you know, that I think it's a rude awakening at times. They they need right. to, they need to know how hard it is to work, you know. And maybe there's a little stepping ladder. A lot of kids want to play varsity as a freshman, and they're not ready. You know, they really need that extra year. It's like college kids. How many of these freshmen want to go out early? What are they going to do? I mean, why not stick around for two or three years and learn basketball before you go up to the next level? You know, and get the maturity. Well, and that's why you have some of those college teams that are successful that have the three-year, four-year players that have been sticking around. You know, let's kind of move away from basketball. I mean, it, I can sit here and, and we can talk about your national championship. You know, Coach McKnight has won 11 state titles, 23 CIF Southern Section titles, 16 Southern Regionals. Here's a question I always like to ask. Oh, and by the way, we're here live and you're hearing. Coach, you look good. You look really good. 65. 65. I mean, let, I'm going to be honest. I've told you this before. You're, you've lost a lot of weight. You're looking good. You got to stay healthy. We need you around, right? I'm trying. He's eating strawberries and tangerines right now. Yeah. But right now, wouldn't you rather be, if, if you're not coaching modern day basketball, let's tell the audience and followers and listeners, because they probably think you're just all basketball, but your real love is? Baseball. I'd like to be the third base coach or the bench coach with uh, Dave Roberts with the Dodgers. That's what I'd like to be. And he's always had a passion for the Dodgers. I... I 
we you know spring training or during a playoff game you'll be watching a Dodger game why is why baseball more than basketball well I grew up playing baseball I played baseball through uh, high school and college uh, for two years and um, it's always been my love I you know I never played basketball I played football and baseball in, in high school and I played baseball in, in two years of JC but when you you know you played a sport you seem to know it a little bit better now um, two months before I got the head job here in basketball, I was a finalist for the head baseball job at a local high school, and I didn't get it. And two months later, I got the head basketball job here. So it worked out just fine. And I just love being around the guys and, you know, and um, spending time with them. I like, you know, just uh, the day-to-day stuff with the players. And basketball's been really good to me. And um, I, I, I've got a good eye for talent. i got a good eye for... Uh, I, I, you know, kids' attitudes and see, I, they walk in the locker room. I can tell if they're having a bad day or a good day, or their girlfriend broke up with them or whatever it might be. But you know, um, I've always had a good knack that way, and um, you know, so it's worked out real well. But baseball has always been my first love. I went to two Dodger uh, spring games over in Phoenix this year. I snuck over there for two games, and I, I just, you know, I really enjoy baseball. And it's not because the Dodgers are winning right now. I've been a Dodger fan for life. I grew up in uh, Los Angeles and uh, listened to Vin Scully, and I've always been a diehard Dodger fan. You were there in the late 70s with those Garvey, Ron Say, Dusty Baker. Oh, heck that. I got the <laughs> mid-60s where I was there with uh, Don Sutton and Koufax and Drysdale and Lefevre and Maury Wills and that group. Favorite Dodger memory? Ron Say hit a home run to the left field pavilion, and I caught it. Do you still have that ball? Uh, yeah, I gave it to the kid down mm-hmm. the row down in front of me, and because the you know, kid was looking at me, and I handed it to him. And my uh, soon-to-be wife was sitting next to me, and she's still mad at me that I, she didn't get the ball. So <laughs> I did get a Willie Davis foul ball behind home plate one time. And, and he's talking about Judy. Judy McKnight, who's been on every road trip that you've taken your team on, you know, you've talked about that, giving them the experience, and you said earlier, like, win or lose, they're winners if they're on TV, right? You do something very special, and I, I, I've been part of two of your trips. When you take your guys back to New York and Boston, and something that just resonates, and I tell other uh, uh, coaches and people about this, and you're like, Michael, some of these players will never get this experience. I mean, that you're there more than just basketball absolutely you know if you let the kids do it right now they'd sit in a hotel room play their uh video games and then just go to the game you know i'm that's not my thing we go on trips we go and see everything like next year we're playing in a tournament in boca raton we're supposed to play in london this year and we had a trip planned to go under the uh channel to paris and what have you but due to the pandemic we couldn't go we're going to do it in two years but um we uh, go into Boca Raton in Florida, but we'll go into uh, Disney World for three days, practice here at Wide World of Sports for three days to get used to the travel and uh, get the kids to have a great trip and then go down to Boca Raton and play in a tournament. We're playing back in the Windy City, Chicago earlier in the, uh, December, and then we're going back to the Hall of Fame game, Martin Luther King weekend. But, you know, again, that's in uh, Springfield, but we fly right. in New York for a couple of days. Go to St. Patrick's Cathedral for Mass, hit every spot we can hit. Other than the Statue of Liberty, we go out to uh, uh, the park there and watch it from the uh, the the, uh, the land. 
I get seasick on that boat bobbing and weaving, so I don't go out there on that. But Why don't you let your t- players and teams do that and you sit on the side? Yeah, I sent them on a boat in, uh, in the Everglades for in Florida so to see the crocodiles. Your favorite memory as a modern-day coach, some of your teams that, that really resonate that you'll remember forever. Well, there's several. Our first state championship with, uh, in 87 was very special because we finally hit a milestone to win the state title. Um, 1990 group was a great group. My assistant coach, Jason Quinn, was on that team and winning the state title. 95 was special because my oldest son, Clay, was on it, and he was set the uh, three-point record here for uh, Southern California uh, playing for me, and it was enjoyable. In 2014, uh, we went undefeated, and um, Stanley Johnson was on the team and won the national title. So there's been a lot of special teams along the way. 85 went undefeated, but they didn't have the state tournament that year. Mm-hmm. So we've been very fortunate over the years. A lot, of, a lot of good members. Some people always say, can you name your best player, best five? And I really can't, you know, because there were so many that contributed. When you look at Southern Section, CIF, and then the regionals, and I think I know your answer because I, I pulled every coach asking this question what's more important to you CF, CF championships more important see, see how he didn't even stutter or hesitate why is that because growing up that was the most important thing winning a CF title making the CF playoffs was important you know state tournament is just like a bonus you're basically going to keep playing till you lose right you know and, and I mean we've been fortunate to win 11 times in the 39 years of the state title but there's only been uh, 12 times we won the last game of the season uh, the one in where we went 29-0 and they didn't have it, and the others. And to me, winning the CF title was always the ultimate thing to do. And the state doesn't draw as well. The crowds, I mean, locally they might if we're playing, a, you know, a Sierra Canyon or a Long Beach Poly or something. But when you go up north up there, there's just not the crowds. And and the competition's different. Yeah. Right. And then I always think like right after CIF Southern Section, it's a hangover. Yeah, and it's also you're 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 on the road, and they got the advantage because it's their home game up there. Right, right. So it, one question I have is, and you do all these great things at Modern Day, right? And you you take them on trips, and and I look at some of the players, and we kind of alluded to this at the very beginning. Why? And I'll just ask you direct. Why do so many players from the Modern Day basketball program they transfer? In college, you know, we've had uh, quite a few. I think maybe they got spoiled in high school. Uh, you had a coach who was with you all the time and worried about your homework, worried about if you broke up with your girlfriend or had an acne problem or whatever it might be. You know, we're pretty hands-on. College coaches aren't as hands-on. Some are, some are very good, but a lot of them are not hands-on because they don't want that relationship in case they have to have you exit stage left to bring right. another player in. You know, and I think that's part of it. And some travel, and they, you know, some have been very successful going cross country and playing in college, where others end up wanting to come back to California. So, you know, I think it just varies with kids. And I've had a lot of kids have stuck and played four years or, mm-hmm. you know, and really enjoyed their college life. And I've had others that were not, you know, not patient enough or for one reason or another, it just wasn't what they liked. And, and that, not only goes for a college student athlete, but it could be for a normal student too, right? So do you think the due diligence, and you were a parent, Gary, you had 
Clay and he went through the college process with UOP, but then you also were a parent to Brian, Taylor, and, and your other sons. Is that part of the due diligence on the student as well as a parent that think of modern day kids or anyone in Southern California, most of my listeners are modern day, Newport Harbor, CDM, Orange County, it's growing, but the advice recommendation as a parent that you give to your student. Yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with going to JC for two years and making the jump to college. Because say you want to go to SC, it's hard to get into USC. Right. But if you go to junior college, you can get into USC. You know, and I think, you know, uh, and some of these guys, if they want to play, they need to go to a school where they're going to play. Not where they're going to have to wait their turn or maybe never get a turn. And I I just think they they need to really look around. and, And what do you want to do in life? If you want to be a successful um, businessman, well, you probably go to USC because, you know, that's open a lot of doors. USC alumni is very strong. Um, if you might like UCLA or the Long Beach State's been good for us and, you know, several schools. But I, I just think you need to pick the school that fits you, what you want to do in life. You're not going to play basketball the rest of your life, and very few get to the pros. I hear that. A lot, and I try to tell people that for take away the sports, right? Because you're one injury away from never playing again. Absolutely. Uh, but I've had a couple community college students on. I've had the admission directors on for OCC, and that was you said it before I even talked about it. But community college is a phenomenal route, especially the Trojan transfer or like the UC right. uh, transfer admissions uh, program where they're they're going in. But I mean, we're here, and I've talked to Julia's friends and my other daughter's friends. When you're here in this environment, right, everyone in September and October, where did you apply to? Where did you apply to? And then in February, March, where did you? Where are you getting accepted to? Where are you going to? Do you feel that's a pressure thing, especially here at Modern Day, maybe? The kids saying, well, they want to go to a school, a big name. I call them the sweatshirt brand names, right? right. The UCLA, USC, TCU, Oregon's. It's tough to get into California schools. You know, a lot of kids here apply for the California schools and they're having a tough time getting in where they can go to the Colorado schools and some of the other schools and and get accepted right away. You know, so I think a lot of kids uh, are leaving just because they're not getting the school they want. The UCs are very difficult um, to get into and the private schools are very difficult to get into. I know I got a couple kids at San Luis Obispo right now and to get a regular student there is very difficult. You know, not to mention the UCs is just crazy. So sometimes they'll go away and like it, and sometimes they don't. a lot of the kids are going to Texas, SMU, TCU. They they they're eating that up. They're really enjoying it. Do you have former players or people that call you back and say, "Coach, I think I made the wrong decision." Oh yeah, yeah. And what advice do you give them? What do you What do you need? What are you looking for? And, you know, I'll make calls to different colleges for them mm-hmm. and uh, try to t- help them. I got one today from uh, Matt Wyan. He's played four years at Arizona. Yeah. Um, he didn't play a lot, but he was on the team and uh, had four great years. And he's coming back. He's got a fifth year because of COVID. So he wants to go to uh, Concordia or one of these schools and play and um, get his master's. And they're getting a great education you're talking about i think a prue and ryan evans they would never have gotten into cal poly without basketball no no and prue cup is making the most of it and ryan's having a great time what keeps you up at night um you know i i it seems like the older i get it i don't sleep as well 
and uh, you know right now the co uh, the COVID thing has been just a nightmare for everybody um, but I, I, you know just the idea of like right now I have 121 games in eight weeks with all levels and just the process of making sure I'm here every night watching games or making sure everything goes off right uh, luckily I have a great athletic director and he does a good job and the, the staff and what have you but you know just the pressure of making sure everything goes off right I take a lot of pride in you know what goes on in my basketball program I'm not here just to coach varsity basketball I'm here to run a program and uh, you know I was fortunate enough to be an athletic director here for 18 years yep and it takes a lot to run this school you know and I'm in a situation now where the program we're trying to run is a college pro type program where it, it requires CEO work as well as coaching work and what have you and you got to surround yourself with good people oh I tell everybody that and I talk to my guest uh, our past guest we say modern day is running a this is a mid-major program I mean, you're absolutely <laughs> no joke so did you even think the season was going to go off I kept thinking we had a chance but I kept looking at my kids going, God, I hope they get their senior year. I hope they get a chance, you know. But I was never certain for sure because with COVID thing, it changed day to day, you know. And then the color code, you're trying to keep track of that. And yeah, it's very tough. Modern day was in the forefront of all the high schools as far as getting up and getting going. And I was very proud of that, that um, we didn't back off. We got the kids here and... Uh, you know, and we got through it and worked through it, and everybody's finishing off here in the end of the school year with a lot of ba basketball, football, baseball, everything at once. It's weird, right? I mean, now I, I have my last son going through it, but we're in the spring. Normally, it's like spring sports, and I feel like we're in December, January. <laughs> Absolutely, I did sneak off and see the Dodgers play Sunday, though. See, what have you met Tommy Lasorda? Ah, uh, yes. Was there anything that stood out that you took away? Like this guy's an amazing coach or person that he 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 loved baseball. He had fun. He had fun talking about baseball. You know, I've been very fortunate to meet some of the people. You know, they're big time sports guy. Vin Scully was a, one of my favorites. I met him at a uh, luncheon and talked to him for a while. What a class act uh, he was and. Uh, um, some of the other, uh, uh, Ross Porter I met who's mm -hmm. there. And then, um, you know, I've been, uh, you know, Kobe Bryant, I got to spend some a little time with a few times. And so, you know, and a couple of times I got to coach the Michael Jordan game and got to meet uh, Michael himself. And that was a real treat. One time I was driving down the street in the bus and I looked over and there was a guy in a retro jersey that had Jordan on the back of it. Yeah. I took a double take. It was Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where was this? In uh, Washington, D.C. So that, that was a shocker. Who's your mentor? Who did you look up to or who do you still look up to and talk to if something's going wrong? Well, my baseball coach in high school was probably my biggest uh, guy. He's passed away, Marshall Dare. Okay. But I, he, he really got me pointed in direction. He was my baseball coach, but the way he did things and how he enjoyed it and tough guy he was. Um, I was a lot tougher back in the 80s than I am now. I'm, I, the guys come back. Say, Are you soft now? Oh, the guys say I'm terrible. He said, Coach, you used to run us like crazy. And I said, well, I got different philosophies now. But uh, uh, but my baseball coach was uh, good. And 
One of my ex bath Jim Harris, who was used to be the head coach at Ocean View, mm-hmm. he was the godfather of my son. One of my sons, I was godfather's daughter, and he passed away. And but he had a lot to do with my career, as did uh, Stan DiMaggio. And my hired me for the first time at San Clemente High School back in the early seventies. And you make the commute still daily from Mission Viejo. Forty years teacher here, thirty nine coach, sometimes twice a day. Okay, I'm going to ask you the question. How much longer are you going to do this for? Long as uh, I can stand. I don't have any intentions of retiring. I after this COVID thing, I hate golf. I would <laughs> I, I wouldn't know what to do, and uh, you know I I love coming to work. I, I'm one of the few people I get more and get in the car. I look forward to getting here. I look forward I to being that. around the players, and I have no intention of retiring. Gary, that's just amazing to hear. Yeah. I mean, as we wrap up, I really try to, if, if I'm a parent or I'm a student listening, I mean, you tell great stories. I love stories and we could talk all day. But if there's one thing, advice, that you can give a student listening today as well as a parent, it doesn't have to be student athlete advice, just someone going through that college search and admission process, what would it be? I think it's real important that you are realistic. I think it's really important that um, you you do your 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 due diligence as far as checking everything out. But you got to find out what your son or daughter wants. It's not what you want. It's what your son and daughter wants. And it doesn't have to be prestige. It has to be you know they want they're going for that degree. That degree never says I got a three seven or three six. Just says I got a degree. You know, and and take it for, uh, you know, enjoy yourself. Like high school, there's a lot of parents that are so worried about this kid's scoring average that tonight he had a bad game that the world's coming to an end. Right. Instead of going, you know what, he's playing high school basketball. There's a crowd here. He's having fun in high school. Why put the stress on him, you know? What will be will be, you know? And it's just because the point guard didn't throw you the ball this time or the coach didn't run a play for you. It really doesn't matter. And college coaches, I hate to tell you, you know, they're not watching streaming. You know, everybody says, well, I'm streaming it, and the college coaches will see it. They're not watching this. They're at the portal looking at it and see who's available in other colleges. And I'm thinking high school recruiting is going to take another turn because I really think that the high school player may not get recruited as heavily from the college as the portal is going to do it with kids transferring. Gary, you... I just had this conversation. Uh, I was driving here. My old coach, you know him, Seth Greenberg. Yep. He called me. We're talking. I'm going to his daughter's wedding next month. But I said, Coach, I go, now that season's over, let's talk about this goddamn fucking transfer portal. It seems like a college coach, because they want to make money and it's their job, right, is they're not recruiting high school players anymore. I would rather have a freshman, sophomore that's experienced, been there, rather than this four-star, five-star high school kid? Well, I think the real high kid, the kid that's just absolutely going to be a star, is going to get heavily recruited. Yes. I'm looking at the guy, maybe second seat over, that's going to be a good four-year player, may get uh, lost, you know, and may have to uh, go a different route. I'm afraid they'll start other leagues. You know where these kids can go to instead of just the um, what is it the G League now? Yes. Instead of that, they'll start another league. You know, just 
throw some petty money at them and say, hey, you can do this instead of go to college. What a waste. Go to four years of college. Enjoy your high school. Yes. How about, you know, I got kids that want to leave second semester, senior year, to start college early. What are you, crazy? High school is the best time of your life. Did you hear that? Enjoy. Enjoy it. Go to the dances. Do do all the things, you know, uh, you know, you need to do it in high school. Don't don't walk away from it. It's it's you know I, I I really think it's really difficult on some of these kids that decide to go out early. I, I really do. And uh, you know, but college is enjoyable. Get you know, take it for all it's worth. Get that degree, and if you can get somebody to pay for it, God, that's great. Doesn't matter, you know, what level. Well, you talk about that. It's being part of a program, right? Just go sit on the bench, be part of a winning program participate right and that's what i love you you sit and watch any of your games you have uh, and as a former student manager right hence my podcast i look to see the attitudes of people on the bench right and and you're right there are parents sitting there and going god they didn't pass my son the ball why he should have made that basket i look at them go are you crazy yeah this is high school just enjoy it (laughs) You know, and all of a sudden, it's over. It goes so quick. Four years of high school, it goes really quick. Yes. And you, you need to enjoy every minute of it. Modern day, one thing I like about this place, uh, many things I like about it, but it has something for everyone. A lot of kids come here with the idea, I'm going to be this. And then with a year later, they get, there's a different group of kids, and they're doing other things and other activities, you know, and they're getting involved in a lot of different things. And... You know, I just think that's important. Modern Day has so much to offer, and you just get involved. And you're talking about going to college. College is you start something, you finish something, and as I tell my daughters and I tell all their friends and anyone that's in college, I go network the hell out of people. Because at the end of the day, college is going to go by quick. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had you have five kids that all, the time went by quick. Went real quick. Clay was interesting he originally signed at UCI and after his freshman year he decided he wanted to do something different and uh, so he went back to JC for a year to get his AA degree because he was transferring within conference and so that way he didn't lose a year because he got his AA degree it starts it over again and then he played three years at UOP and he had a great time you know and he was never going to be a a superstar but you know he led the NCAA in free throw shooting his senior year I mean he was He's very good at shooting and what have you, but you know he took it for all it's worth. Got his degree and went coached at Syracuse and UCLA and Oregon State and SC and Riverside. He was all over the place, but you know he he took it for all it's worth. Got, ended up getting a master's degree out of it, and you know I I just you know he used the, used it and really really made the most of it, uh, what he did when he was here, and uh, it was I had just as much fun following him that I did you know than I did just coaching here. Well, and you, ha- you have your grandson now. I got my grandson, he's a sophomore, yeah. He, he hit seven out of 10 threes last night, I was pretty impressed. <laughs> always always got, got a love for the family. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I'm gonna let you go. It's been great, because we talk a lot, and I'm just very thankful for you joining this podcast, because there's people that wanna listen, they don't, they, 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 need, they don't get the insight of, like a Rollo or a Coach Kieran or a Coach McKnight, and and you know you guys are the legends here that people are like, oh, how is he? How is he? And you see this, you see the soft side of you. My my wife says my first impression is not a good one. It's a, 
If people need to get to know me, I'm really a softy. So, are the Dodgers going to repeat? It's going to be difficult. I think Padres uh, in a short series could be difficult. Um, anything can happen in baseball. You just get in a bad turn, but uh, man for man and roster-wise, they're the best in baseball. And as we continue on this season... Is it going to be tough to repeat at Trinity? I look at Bosco's schedule, Athletic, their players, their lineup. Who's tell the followers, listeners? I mean, it's not going to be modern day winning Trinity League undefeated. Well, I think it's going to be a very difficult league for all of us. You know, people are gutting for us. We have won the league title 32 consecutive years, so you know, <laughs> I don't think that's going to go on forever. But I'd like you to go on for at least one more year. Right. Well, it's funny. Joshua, we're driving in the car yesterday. He says, you know, everyone that plays us, that's like their biggest game of the year. I said, it doesn't matter if it's varsity, JV, red, gray, sophomore. Whatever level. They are gunning for you because you have that modern day jersey on. It doesn't matter if you're <laughs> 6'10 or 4'10. They're going to try to beat you. That's their Super Bowl. And you know what? I wouldn't want it any other way. That's Gary McKnight. Modern Day's boys basketball coach, Gary, it's always good to talk to you. and I, I just love talking baseball to you. Well, I appreciate it, Michael. I really do. And they better sign Seager or I'm going to be really upset. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe we'll have to get this out to the Dodger uh, administration and PR department. Yeah. I don't have $350 million to give them, though. <laughs> Gary McKnight, episode 67, Fonger News of the Student Manager, out. <laughs>